soup made with almonds, little plates of pickled veggies, and the debate on whether to have your tortilla with or without onions. This week, we're in Seville, Spain. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson. Welcome to Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. This is the place where we explore the great dishes and drinks around the world. And this week, we're filling up one plate at a time with tapas in Seville, Spain. But before we get to that, remember to subscribe to the podcast and rate and review Destination Eat Drink on your podcast app. It helps us tremendously in our effort of worldwide foodie domination. And thank you very much. Pilar Rubio is a foodie tour guide from Seville, Spain. I met Pilar when she took Karen and I and a few other food lovers around her city. She had us try some amazing food and drinks in some of the best spots that Seville has to offer. Pilar tells me about some of the incredible tapas dishes in Seville, like eggplant fries dipped in tomato soup, little sandwiches, spicy spinach and garbanzo beans, and so, so, so much more. Plus, we visit Seville's famous cathedral, Alcazar, and I share my story about Plaza de España. Okay, I'm starving for some tapas, so let's eat. Destination, eat, drink. Pilar, welcome to Destination, Eat, Drink. It's great to talk to you again. I had the privilege of doing a tour with you in Seville, a food tour that was so much fun. And I immediately knew after about five minutes of uh, the food tour that I wanted to have you on Destination Eat Drink. And now we've got you on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Uh, thank you. Thank you uh, to you. It's great to, do, to talk to you again, Brent. <laughs> We had some such a lot of fun that day, right? <laughs> we we certainly did. We had a lot of fun, um, and it was a good group of people that uh, came along on the tour. I want to talk to about your town, uh, your city of Seville, and it has such a rich food culture. But before we go into that, I want to talk about some of the things that folks should uh, not miss when they come to Seville, because I think there are some people, Americans, who go to Spain and they hit. Barcelona only, or maybe they add in Madrid and they miss Seville. And I think that's a huge mistake because Seville is really a gem of a city that is not to be missed when you come to Spain. So uh, give us, you know, give us the things that we shouldn't miss when we come down to visit you in Seville. Seville, that you already know that we, the locals, think is the most beautiful city in the world. <laughs> and it's not only it's not only how beautiful it is, it's because uh, of the vibe of the of the city, friendly people. But there are certainly three um, highlights of the city that you cannot miss. One is the cathedral. The cathedral is uh, the largest Gothic building in the world. It's a, um, an incredible building. It's full of legends. You could spend a life. It, it happens to us. Eh? We, we have been there hundreds of times and still surprise us. It's, uh, it's really awesome. And you can climb up to the tower, to the Hidalga Tower. That is the, probably the most iconic uh, image of Sevilla. It's the symbol of the city. And get this amazing view. Another highlight is uh, the Alcazar. 
the Alcazar is uh, the the origin of this building is a Muslim uh, fortress. They started building this in the 10th century, and even today is uh, the the royal residence for the for the royal family when they come here. So this place is the royal palace, the oldest royal palace. It's still in use in in Europe. I don't know if in the world and has amazing Renaissance uh, gardens. It's a collection of different palaces from different periods. It's, an, it's, a, it's a, such a beautiful place. And especially if uh, you go to La, La Alhambra in Granada or Alhambra, um, you should miss the Alcazar. And the third highlight is Plaza de España, Spain Square in Maria Luisa's Park. This park is one of the most beautiful parks in Europe. Um, and this square is, uh, is unbelievable. It's, it always, uh, give, you know, leave you breathless. It's, it's such an incredible place. But the city is also, it's also sad to come to the city one day or two. And then you realize how much are you going to miss? And that you have to come back <laughs> because Sevilla always is, exceeds the, the expectations eh, of the visitors. I couldn't agree with you more, Pilar. We came down there with the intention of staying for four or five days and circumstances dictated that we had to leave early. And my girlfriend and I were talking the whole time, Karen, who you know, um, we're talking the whole time. We have to come back. We have to come back. Now, luckily for us, Seville's a one-hour uh, plane ride away, so it's uh, it's pretty easy to get to. But I wanted to circle back to one thing that you mentioned, which was the plaza. Of course, all three of those things are can't-miss uh, things, the cathedral, the Alcazar, hmm. and Plaza de España. But I did want to share with you one of my experiences at the Plaza de España. After we got in, uh, the, the next morning, early, we got up and walked to Plaza de España. Before it was crowded— as the sun was coming up behind the, the buildings on the plaza. And it was just such a memorable, glorious time because it felt like we had the plaza to ourselves. Now, there were a few other people there, but the vendors hadn't set up, the boat rides hadn't set up yet. There was no flamenco uh, performances at that point. But we felt like yeah. we had the entire plaza to ourselves, and it was really, really special. It's very special also during the night. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't matter where when you go. It, every every light is uh, is beautiful. The, the place is just beautiful. But of course, if you go early in the morning, so quiet. Yeah. Well, those are some great uh, some great things to do. And you could, like you said, you could spend um, days, weeks, months, a lifetime exploring the cathedral. I think people don't understand how mm. massive that place is. I think. In Europe, it's second in size only to uh, St. Peter's in the Vatican. I, I might not be right about that, but it is, it's massive. There is so much inside that cathedral for you to see. It's, uh, it's, quite, it's quite magnificent. Let's talk a little bit. Let's get into the food, because that's why you're here. That's what you love. That's yes. what I love. <laughs> and uh, Southern Spain is the birthplace of tapas, so I thought— Let's start talking about tapas. It's a it's a huge subject, and the tapas in Seville is spectacular. Tell me about a few of your favorite tapas dishes in Seville. It's hard to choose. Eh? It's very hard to choose <laughs> yes. because the variety is uh, huge. 
that um, and it depends uh, on the time of the year it's not the same what you want to eat in the winter or in the summer <laughs> but we are going to start with summer right okay i have to say to people i have to say to people avoid the summer eh? visiting the city in the summer the temperatures are mm, crazy high it, we have a gorgeous weather during the winter the fall spring but not in the summer, but well, there, there, there is brave people who is able to do it. So in the summer, what you're going to, to eat, because you want to eat something cool, is going to be gazpacho. Mm. That is very iconic in Spain, really. And it's very typical here in Sevilla in the South. Gazpacho salmorejo, these are the cold tomato soups. This recipe has a long story because uh, before, America was discovered by by the the Spanish in the in the late 1400s. There was no tomatoes in Europe, but it was a sin. Wasting bread was a sin, so they had a lot of recipes to uh, with this left leftover. Maybe but not with tomatoes. They were making this normally with almonds. Oh. And it's another very typical dish that you are going to find in in Córdoba, in other places in Andalusia. And that is called ajo blanco or mazamorra. And it's delicious. But here in Sevilla, you're going to find salmorejo and gazpacho in every bar. And it's cold and it's uh, hydrating you. It's giving you a lot of vitamins. It's also the best remedy for hangover. <laughs> <laughs> and it's delicious. It's something that you need to, to try. I love the salmorejo, and even though it was winter when we visited, I was I was eating a lot of salmorejo, and man, it packs a punch because there's, at least the ones we had, had a lot of garlic in it, and it really, you know, uh, uh, wakes up your taste buds with all that garlic and that wonderful tomato flavor. We, we like so much salmorejo that we use it as a sauce also. We dip mm, uh, yes. eggplant, fried eggplant and things in it. Oh, we love what a it. great yeah. idea. Yeah, <laughs> you can put salmorejo in little lattice or uh, with eggplants fried um, in bread. And on top, you put a little bit of uh, maybe codfish in olive oil or tuna, you know, this cured tuna that we call mojama mm -hmm. uh, or Iberian ham on top. The salmorejo is so good. You, you brought up the eggplant, and eggplant is another thing that the North Africans brought to Seville and to southern Spain um, a thousand years ago or so. And I love eggplant. It's one of my favorite vegetables, and it's prepared in this wonderful way in southern Spain, in Seville, in Cordoba, where they make little eggplant fries. They bread them, and then they deep fry them, and then they serve them with, uh, you know, with, a, with a sugar syrup. It is spectacular, yes. and I love your idea of of dipping the fries in the uh, in the tomato soup. It's such a cool idea. I've only had them by themselves as its own as its own little dish. But um, is eggplant fries? There must be other ways that eggplant is prepared in Seville and southern Spain. It's, it's the most popular way that you're going to find in the tapas bars. Is this okay? It's uh, fried with uh, this molasses or with uh, salmorejo. In in the restaurants, you can find you know more elaborated things with uh, with eggplant. But in the bars, normally this is what you are going to find. 
in the bars, there's a lot of fried stuff, huh? but there's there's a lot of cold stuff that, that I didn't I didn't finish. Not only salmorejo and gazpacho, but you're going to find marinated potatoes, marinated roasted peppers, uh, maybe beets, beetroot marinated or carrots or artichokes. Um, and that is what we love in the in the summer. But also there's a lot of fried stuff. Right? The, one of the flag tapas here in Sevilla is uh, fried fish. Okay. We eat a lot of fish in Spain. And also fried vegetables. There is a bar in Triana with a very special tapa. Um, the place is called uh, Bistec. It's in the parish uh, square. And they serve a zucchini, uh, just a slice and fried zucchini. And they are delicious, of course. And, and also, you know, a lot of croquettes and fish of all kinds just tasted in flour and then fried in olive oil. And that is something that you need to try also here in, in Sevilla. <laughs> I don't know if you went to a freiduria, these places that are specialized only in fried fish. They only serve fried fish. No, I didn't. And it's a super popular thing. But it's, then you need to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> it's, it's one of the most popular options and traditional here in Sevilla. And when I was a child, there was no pizza or burger in this city. There was fried fish and roasted chicken. That was the only takeaway. And there was no pizza day. There was fried fish day. And we were super happy. Normally on Friday, of course. <laughs> we are so Catholic. No no meat on Friday. Um, I Yeah, so this was your fast food. That's so interesting. You know, Pilar, one of the things that I loved about the bars, and you mentioned this, was all of the pickled vegetables because my experience was you walk into the bar and you see this display under glass of all the different pickled vegetables. And I'd never seen anything like that before I got to southern Spain until I got to Seville. And I was just blown away because I would go in and I'd be like, all right, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. You know, you got the marinated carrots. Oh, yeah. You got the marinated uh, uh, cucumbers. You know, you've got all of these different uh, mm -hmm. pickles, all of these different kinds. And man, it goes great with a glass of sherry, too. But I love the pickled. I love the pickled carrots. We've we've attempted to uh, make them at home now. It's one of our staples that we enjoy at home. Um, and then I, I guess artichokes weren't quite in season yet. I guess they come in season in the spring, and we were there in the winter, so we, we didn't get any marinated artichokes. But, man, we had a lot of really mm. great pickles. I mean, some of the best pickles I've had anywhere on the planet were in Seville. Wow. You know, this is... Um this is again an Islamic North African tradition. When the Muslims arrived here in the Middle Ages, they, they brought a lot of things. And this is one of the things that stay today. Because I found when I when I traveled to Morocco, I discovered that to start the the meal, they bring you a lot of uh, little plates with this, with the uh, veggie pickles. Oh, okay. It's like little salads. Um and it's, it's, it's wonderful. And we do it also here. And yes, it's perfect with sherry. Sherry is perfect with everything. <laughs> but uh, a glass of dry sherry with these pickles uh, is the best way to start. Yeah. There, there is a bar, sorry, Brent. If, uh, I don't know if you 
went to this bar. Also in Triana called Las Colombrinas. Yes. I love that bar. I love the pickles in that bar. And we had great wine there too. That is a great bar. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes because if people go to Seville, they have to go to this bar. It is so good. Absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the idea of tortilla. And when I say tortilla, Americans immediately think of the thing that uh, are used to wrap burritos and tacos. Uh, You know, they think of the little flat corn. Mm -hmm. Um, But tortilla in Spain is something completely different. It's like an egg omelet. And one thing that I learned when I talked to uh, Lorna Lois about Madrid is she said, you know, the big question about tortilla is with your egg omelet is whether you get onions in it or whether you don't get onions in it. And there's a, (laughs) there's a big debate, you know, (laughs) there are onion people and there are non-onion people. And I also saw a lot of tortillas with a potato in it as well. Um, so are these the questions that we have to answer before we decide where we're going to go to get a tortilla, Pilar? Uh, tortilla, what normally they have in the bars is tortilla de patatas. It's uh, potato tortilla. That is what we call Spanish tortilla. Um, and yes, the debate is with or without onion. I'm in the team of with onion. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't understand the others. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Eh? It's, it's, both of them are going to be delicious. But for me, it's better with onion. And you're also going to find uh, tortillas with other things, with uh, mushrooms, with Iberian ham, shrimps. Shrimps is delicious tortilla. <laughs> but it's an omelette. It's simply an omelette. There is a few mm, special things about how we eat eggs. Because uh, here in Spain, eating eggs for breakfast is not a big thing. Mm, our breakfasts are very light. So eggs are for lunch or for dinner. But in, for dinner, never fried. <laughs> and don't ask me why. This is a <laughs> traditional thing. Okay. <laughs> There's a couple of interesting things here to unpack, Pilar. One is uh, no eggs for breakfast because eggs are really considered a breakfast food in the United States. So I think people will be surprised to hear that you don't have a tortilla for breakfast in Spain, but you don't. Um, The other thing Mm -hmm. is I'd like to say that my favorite tortilla that I got was when we were on the food tour with you. And I think the place was called Las Teresas, maybe. Um, And the the thing that I loved about that tortilla was (laughs) most tortillas are like they're baked like as big as a birthday cake, and then you cut little slices of them and serve them that way. This place had an individual tortilla that came in its own little bowl. So you got the crispy edge all the way around, and it came out of the oven hot, and I still remember it so well because I'm describing it to you right now, but it was my favorite tortilla (laughs) that I had ever in Spain. Um, And I think the place was called Las Teresas, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was Roman. Oh, okay. Casa Roman. Okay, okay. Yeah, because that that is very special. Normally in the bars, you get a slice, as you said. But in Roman, they make a tortilla for you in the moment, which is always, always a great thing, really. But it's not very usual. So people should go to Roman if they want to try this amazing tortilla. <laughs> it was. It was special. I really enjoyed it. Let's talk about another famous uh, dish um, that's available all over Seville, and that's spinach and garbanzo beans. 
Talk to me a little bit about this dish and uh, where might be a good place to get that, Pilar. This is a, again, it's a very old traditional recipe that uh, came with the, with the Moorish and is super typical in Lent. Now all the bars are going to make a lot of uh, spinach with chickpeas for these days. And they are going to run out of, uh, of the, the spinach every Friday in Lent. But it's available the rest of the year, of course. It's super healthy and it's so tasteful. You would never think that a spinach could, could be so flowerful and, and delicious. And this is because of the spices because of the paprika and the cumin and the garlic. A lot of people try the, the typical civilian spinach and they say, it, it tastes like Indian food. Mm. <laughs> and it could be more traditional. Yeah. yeah. It's a delicious dish and it makes sense to have it during Lent, right? No meat. Yes, yes. It's, uh, the, in, in Lent, we eat a lot of spinach and codfish. But it's also a super healthy, light uh, option. And this is one of the the proofs that you can be dieting and still going out and socialize, having tapas, <laughs> because there's always uh, a healthy option, really. What are some of your other favorite uh, tapas dishes that you like to get when you go out, Pilar? Something that people should know about tapas here is that uh, there is a special section in the tapas list that is called montaditos. And montaditos is another answer to fast food here. They are always sandwiches, but made with real bread. Nothing to do with that bread that you take from a bag. That is a square. We don't like that. Eh? We don't eat that. So it's real bread. It's a little sandwich, and it can be filled with anything. The limit is the imagination of the owner of the place. But the most typical in Sevilla is pringa. That is... Uh, Pringa is an Andalusian word. Eh? It's not even uh, used in the north of Spain. And it's, it's like a, our version of pulled pork. It's a mix of different meats and chorizo and morcilla. Morcilla is black pudding. All means together inside a hot sandwich and it's delicious. And this comes, by the, by the way, there is a long tradition about this. This is like the second course of uh, potage that is traditional here, made with chickpeas, pumpkins, uh, green beans, and all these meats. So we have like a first course that, that you eat with a spoon, and then you eat the meat. And with the leftover, you make this, uh, these little sandwiches. As you see, there's no wasting food here. We, we don't waste food, eh? With the food that is a leftover, there's always a recipe. And the, and another thing that I that I love, uh, besides the um, fried fish, that is something that people should try, is uh, pork cheek. Pork cheeks is a tapa that is everywhere also. And, and it's a stew. And it's so comfort food. And, but it's made with Iberian. Uh, pea and it's delicious something more that I would strongly suggest to people visiting Andalusia or Spain in general explore the cheese oh, there's yeah. manchego but there's so many cheese in this country different cow, sheep um, gold, mix creamy, hard, cured 
is a universe and it's very unknown eh, by by the people abroad the cheese and also the fish preserves the canned fish i know that outside of spain canned food is you know it's something cheap and bad quality but here you can find amazingly gourmet quality premium quality uh, fish and seafood in a in a tin it's unbelievable really as far as the cheese goes, Pilar, what are some of your favorite local cheeses that we might try when we go to Seville? Here, mm, there is a there is growing a lot uh, the artisan cheese makers. There's in the in the last ten years, um, but here in Andalusia, the most famous probably is uh, payoyo, payoyo cheese. It's a cheese made with a uh, with goat milk from a special breed. Of goats, and it's made in the mountains in between Cadiz and Malaga, and we love it. And it can come; it's very, it's very delicate but intense, very elegant. This cheese, and you're going to find it cured with rosemary, with thyme, with paprika. Uh, there is uh, one uh, that is uh, aged in. In, in sweet cherry, the cheese. <laughs> that is amazing. And a wonderful place to try this is, uh, for example, Triana's Market. In Triana's Market are all these uh, shops. They are selling normally cured beans, Iberian ham, and cheese. And they have an amazing variety of uh, Andalusian cheese. And they can prepare in the, in the shop. Eh? You don't need to go to the bar. In the shop, they can prepare, you know, a little assorted cheese for, I don't know, 100 grand. You pay that. They always have a beer there, a cold local beer for you. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful way to, to taste a little bit of cheese, and Andalusian cheese. I love that idea of the uh, rosemary and the thyme with the cheese. Oh, man. All right. I got to get back to Seville immediately, if not sooner. Well, Pilar, <laughs> I, we've, we've just scratched the surface here. Um, I would love to have you back next week and talk about more of the food and the drink in Seville. I mean, we got to talk about sherry. We got to talk about um, sweets. You know, there's lots of more stuff to talk about in Seville. Would you come back next week and uh, talk with us a little bit more? Absolutely. You know that I love sharing all this uh, about my city with people. So absolutely. Okay. There you go. So much to eat in Seville. and. That's just the beginning. I still need to ask Pilar about sherry, orange wine, vermouth, sweets made by nuns, and one of my favorite neighborhoods in Seville. We'll do all that next week with Pilar on Destination Eat Drink, so don't miss that. And if you want to get in touch with Pilar, and I suggest you do if you're going to Seville, she's the person to talk about. I've got all her info as well as links to the places we talked about in the show notes. Get that at radiomisfits.com slash DED232. If you enjoy Destination Eat Drink, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. You can keep up to date on all the foodie goings on in the podcast, on the website, in our videos. Sign up at DestinationEatDrink.com. And speaking of the website, I just published a story about a great spring dish here in Portugal, scrambled eggs and asparagus, as well as my favorite place to get it. Read that at DestinationEatDrink.com slash blog. I also just posted a video. This one's about a pastry from a little town in Agitao, 
Portugal. See that at DestinationEatDrink.com. Click on the Videos tab or go to our YouTube channel at DestinationEatDrink946. Destination Eat Drink is distributed by the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and Ed Silla. Thanks, Ed. I'm Brent Peterson, and I'll see you down the road. Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink, a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs>